Hein Qu'est-ce que tu fais toi là Tu t'es perdu ou quoi Ça grimpe, ça À l'aise C'est bon, mon Quand tu veux. 17 on a small skate trip in Barcelona. I got a cat on a skateboard that says meow. It's right here. I still have it. Whoa! <laughs> That's a cool one. That's a cool one to start off with. Nice. It's really silly, but this is the first one. Nice. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So um, you were pretty young learning skateboarding. I mean, skateboarding has been around uh, for quite a bit now, but it's still like 
kind of new, right? So how did you get even into skateboarding? Uh, with my mates in uh, Sweden, actually. I grew up surfing in Indonesia, but uh, my dad is Swedish, so we had to fly forth and back when I was younger. And then finally, uh, when my teenage years, we stayed in Sweden quite a lot. And uh, I started skateboarding because mm-hmm. there's no waves here. <laughs> it's like just switching from uh, sea to to land so yeah makes, exactly that makes sense it's like it what is it was it an easy transition because like they seem like a very they are kind of similar I mean, obviously with the balance uh it is uh once you're on the board it's, it could be similar it depends which board you have but uh nah it's not really that similar i mean like for surfing you need to read the ocean and uh, the swells and uh, the tides and currents and when the waves get like over a meter it gets scary you find yourself uh, in a washing machine and skateboarding is more for me it's more it's more chill like in a in a group where you can just sit and drink beer and also not skate <laughs> but just chill <laughs> right it's about the vibes and the, the the you know the kind of people you're around with when you're skateboarding and same with surfing you know chill dudes i'm here in la and there's a lot of people that do both those things here yeah so, um you know surfing is very chill <laughs> skateboarding yeah, is kind it, can of chill. it can be yeah i'm I sure yeah. both can be yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can also do it like really extreme like the guys in portugal in nazare and stuff like surfing those 20 meter waves and then happily drown afterwards <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean, if you, you can't even serve those waves alone. You need like a, a jet, jet, uh, what's it called? Uh, a jet, jet ski to save you yeah. and stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Point Break, but it's about, I don't know if you've uh, ever watched it. What is it? I've heard about it. It's like a classic, but I still never saw it, actually. Yeah. So it's like it's... bank robbers, parachutists, and surfers, no? yeah so they're basically complete uh, <laughs> exactly like no no that is true that's what it's all about so it's like a bunch of bank robbers who are very, like constantly being chased by the police and they've never been caught um but at the same time they're like like ad- adrenaline junkies so they they love to surf they they also do like parachuting and, and all that um but mostly they surf and then this one cop who is acted by Keanu Reeves, goes undercover and then tries to, you know, he learns surfing to join them. <laughs> and the ending is just like, the ending is just is beautiful because like it involves one of those massive waves, those once in a lifetime waves where it's just like over 20 meters or something like that. And I don't want to spoil it, obviously, if you guys, in case you guys watch it. Yeah, yeah we'll watch it. <laughs> there's, that, there's those waves involved that you're talking about. <laughs> and you can see Keanu Reeves basically getting his ass kicked by waves all the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't underestimate the ocean. Like I don't I don't I don't surf anything big. I just do it to chill. Like, I don't need to prove myself anything in the water. It's mostly to just be active and uh enjoy uh, salt mm-hmm. water and the sun. Yeah, but at the same time you are also like a risk taker yourself since you also do base jumping and that's uh that's a pretty risky uh, like hobby to, to to partake in yeah you have to train yourself into it and i mean it's mostly mental actually mm-hmm. it's very 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 psychological but i mean i'm still shit scared for every jump can i curse here 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, All right. We should uh, <laughs> we should mention that from the beginning. Yes, uh, Didi. Um, so you base jump pretty much, which is kind of like swimming, but it's in the air, right? Ali's <laughs> <laughs> like just connecting all everything. Now. Well, it's all making but sense I'm, now. It's I'm all more, together. I'm, I'm more comfortable in the air than I'm in the water. <laughs> oh wow! So um, all right. Um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, like, how how do you get into base jumping, man? It's just like like going from surfing to skateboarding, and then just like, yeah, I just want to jump off buildings and bridges and like, nuclear uh, plants. Like, I have uh, I've both my knees are completely broken, uh, because I'm too much skating, obviously, and uh, I stopped when I start I stopped skateboarding. Uh, I got a little bit depressed actually because you miss out uh, like this whole crew thing and going to do some skate missions and whatnot. And I met some uh, some base jumpers like in 2000, was it 2000? No, 2019. Like I used to have a tattoo shop uh, in Mio and I didn't even know it back then, but it's like the capital uh, of base jumping in France like when to start, you know, and uh, I had like drunken base jumpers falling into my tattoo shop, uh, wanting to get <laughs> tattoos. They like lost bets and stuff. And I had, I had to tattoo a guy, like some sort of like cheeky Jesus monkey. And <laughs> like, like, this is actually how I got into base jumping. Like they wanted me to jump a bunch of times, but I had like vertigo and stuff. So I was like, never going to do that guys. But, you know, they kept on popping in after a while, you know. You get a bit excited when you see the, the videos. And they're like, so, uh, Lewis, it's Lewis Jones, a, base jump, a UK-based base jumper. Um, I proposed a little bit as a joke, but, like, to trade a tattoo for a jump. And he didn't hesitate for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I felt seasick. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, this time it was summer of 2019. I, um, the conditions were not good for someone that had no experience. Like I have, I had no skydives, no experience in paragliding or anything like that. Any, any, I've always been on the ground or in water. And uh, in February 20, in February 2020, he just popped up uh, at my house and he hasn't forgotten it. And he said, uh, you're still going to jump. So uh, I had to prepare myself mentally. And uh, I think like three hours before the actual jump, <laughs> he just told me like briefly how, how it works. You know, like you take the toggles, you go to the left, you go to the right when you pull this. Once you are leveled with the trees, you, you put your toggles up over your head. And when you can kick somebody in the face, you just pull the toggles towards your crotch and then you break and then you land. And that was basically what I had to learn. And uh, he asked me as well just for jumping. So what do you want to jump? Because as a beginner, you jump only bridges. Because if you have an off heading, you're still safe. You don't hit any anything, you know, you don't hit the object. And uh, I didn't know what to jump. So I just asked him, what do you want to jump? Because you, know, you have the two choices. You can jump the 
<laughs> the small bridge, 140 meters, which is more chill. You can walk on it and uh, take your time and breathe out. And when you're ready, you just take a leap of faith. Or he said, we jump a big bridge. It's safer because it's higher. You're gonna have more air time, but you will have to climb an upside down suicide barrier, but it's not big. And uh, I, I said yes to that, which was super stressful. But uh, yeah, I jumped. And uh, I remember I was wearing this like down jacket and there's like screws popping out of the suicide barrier. I just cut the down jacket and it was like feathers flying around. <laughs> and I was looking down and you have like 240 meters of emptiness. And I was like, wow, I'm so shit scared. And I took a leap, uh, went to the left, went to the right, went a little bit left again, got so shit scared, I just flew straight. I flew over the landing area and landed in somebody's garden. <laughs> and I was like, I was like uh, and he told me like, once you land, you don't touch anything. And you know, this, it's, it's sort of tolerated, but it's still illegal here. So I just there because I'd landed so far away from him. <laughs> he had to run across the whole landing field to get me because he told me <laughs> not to touch anything. So I just stood there like a total idiot in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hide, you know, in the bush with your the parachute just like sticking sticking out yeah. all over the place. <laughs> but I mean like apparently I was the first guy ever to jump the the Via Duca de Mio without any experience. I don't know if that's stupid or not, but it was fun at least. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something for the records and that you can you can always say, you know, it's like I've done this and no one else has. Uh, yeah, but now we try it with other people and it it really works. But uh, with the other guys, the newer guys that we tried it on that didn't have any experience, we put, um, we put headphones on them, ear, earplugs and a helmet so uh, we could speak to them in the air. And that works much better. Oh, I didn't yeah. have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just jump below whatever without any like yeah, yeah. Uh, caution in there. Just like. I mean, I had. Uh, I remember what he told me before. I can <laughs> sort of control myself in in some stressful, uh, stressful situations. I actually blacked out. I, I when I landed afterwards, I forgot that what I did. <laughs> with all the fear and stuff and i was oh, buzzing for days after that yeah <laughs> yeah what's yeah. the what's the feeling like like after you land that um like your legs are like super shaky uh you feel the endorphins uh, i mean you're just like you're super happy to be alive it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you remind you yourself it's like oh wait I, I i'm still i have to you know i still have to live yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah, for sure like uh no, yeah for sure it took away the the depression of not skating you know wow and uh it's less painful as well you know like <laughs> yeah. it's less painful than skating <laughs> is it really because like uh, doesn't it affect your your knees as well because like you know you have to I land mean, with uh, your legs and there's like a, a strong impact on landing uh it depends when i jump uh, urban areas like buildings and stuff where i have to land on the street i wear my um I wear knee braces just in case and yeah. bigger shoes. And when I jump uh, off cliffs or bridges, whatever, 
where I can land on um, on some grass or just jump with normal shoes or some boots. Okay. No, yeah. it's it's soft. I mean, the landing is much more softer than landing on a skateboard. Right. Like you you <laughs> you always land on concrete, you know, hard. Mm -hmm. And, and that sucks. Yeah, all these skateboarders have like damaged knees now that they're older, you know, and it's like, I mean, it really does take a toll on you. Sure. And it really is wild. So, I mean, in terms of like base jumping, <laughs> um, so skateboarding has that, does have that psychological factor, right? You just have to believe and like visualize it and then be able to pull it through, pull off the trick. It's the same um, with base jumping. You think it's the same with base jumping? So how, like you've done both, how do you compare the, the, um, the mental factor of both? I mean, some stuff is super scary as well. You know, if you jump like big stairs, you have to visualize it as well, your movement. Mm -hmm. And if you fuck up, if you fuck up, you have the plan B, how to land, how to prepare yourself for impact. But for some for some maneuvers, I do the same kind of thing. Like I try to see what other people have been doing, see how they move in the air, and you basically copy that. Except when you invent stuff, then you're really fucked. You know, then you have to just calculate it in your head. <laughs> And uh, uh, have you invented stuff in uh, Asian been like done things that no one's done before? I mean, we did some combos that other people haven't done yet. We weren't really sure if it worked or not. And then you're really scared. And then you ask like older base jumpers, you know, like, uh, do you think this works? And I'm like, mm, it should work, but you guys have to try. So when you mentioned combos, what do you what do you mean by combos? Like uh, I did with a really good friend of mine, Gauthier Bourgard. He's like an amazing cliff jumper and base jumper. Probably the best dude in France making aerials. Uh, we had this drunken idea when I came back from a trip. That's <laughs> uh, way to, to uh, brainstorm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're like, us together sometimes when we have a party, we're like having shit and bad ideas. And then when we do some stupid bets, we try to go through them, you know. But we had this idea of doing a static backflip. So like basically uh, you backflip with your parachute attached to the object. So it opens by automatically. So we wanted to do a backflip Mr. Bill. And a Mr. Bill is when you jump with your friend, you hold his harness, you jump open first parachute, you glide a bit and then you toss him off. But we wanted to do this uh with a flip and never been done so we were super scared it worked perfectly and then later we tried to add to this me and lewis uh, one of my mentors um he, he uh, we wanted to add a, a backflip mr bill the static backflip into uh, mr bill downplane so basically i'm gonna <laughs> we have to static backflip I'm gonna keep on holding his uh, harness. He folds down backwards, oh, wow. pitches his parachute while I'm holding him. So we spin down to earth with two parachutes open. Whoa. It's halfly worked. We were, <laughs> I was holding him and my, my parachute was a little bit twisted behind my head. And I said, I think it's gonna work. And he's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. I was like, are you sure? Let me go, let me go. <laughs> I just had to let him go. And it was just about to work, you know. So it's a bit, a bit bummed, but <laughs> I hope I hope we're gonna try to do it again. Yeah, you should. It should work. And film it. I want to watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, very cool. Go for it. Yeah, we have we have a drone doing filming for us, so it's 
it's fun. That is really fun. <laughs> so you were mentioning also for newbies that you guys now put uh, helmets and like earbuds for them so that they can hear you. Yeah. Um, so you, do you do you just like generally recruit new people to to train with you or like do they come and seek I mean, you guys out or how how's no, the process? No, I don't. I don't recruit anyone. Like uh, my two mentors uh, are uh, Maurice Mayeux, an ex-military, and Louis Jones, also an ex-military mm-hmm. guy, and uh, they uh, they train people, and they often invite me to go jump with them during these training times, and, and I keep an eye on some students as well. And but me myself, I don't train people. I don't want this responsibility, and that's that's too much. I already have enough to keep myself safe. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like uh, for the training part, I, whenever I meet like paragliders or people who just, you know, have any training with parachutes, it's mm-hmm. mainly people who are like pilots or military or, you know, who have done something that's, you know, it was part of their job as in yeah. they, had the, they had formal training with like with a specific organization. Uh, but usually, but but base jumpers, the ones that you know, they don't have that training. <laughs> how do they just get? How do they get so? I mean, how is it so easy to do it? It doesn't because like you make I mean, it sound easy, I mean, you know, you, the first time you, you did you, it. You you do need actual training. But I, I actually asked, asked Lewis like, wait, why why did you make me jump? Like, <laughs> I trusted you. And uh, he told me that like because you did so many other sports before. I think you're mentally strong for it and you have balance. He said, like, jumping is all about balance. Yeah. I mean, uh, but normally, when you before starting base jumping, uh, you need uh, approximately 200 skydives, like mm-hmm. 200 jumps of an airplane, uh, just to have canopy time to learn how to fly your canopy and all of this. Mm-hmm. It works without, but it's better to have it actually. How many have you had, uh, Didi? So, uh, I, I, I had no zero. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. Like nothing, man. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, let's take on a new hobby that might kill me. Why not? <laughs> Apparently, I needed it at that moment, and I still yeah. need it. So, <laughs> do, you think but, um, do you think it saved you? It can be safe. No, no, like it saved you as like personally, on a personal level. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, for a while, it, I got so addicted to it. Like, <laughs> during certainly during Corona, like, like it didn't work, so I just did that. And basically, uh, he actually warned me, Lewis, like, be careful with base jumping because it can ruin your career and it can ruin your relationship. <laughs> And it almost did both. No, it actually ruined my relationship, but it almost, I almost stopped tattooing fully because of base jump so much. Really? Yeah. What? But well, how, was it affecting, back... how is it affecting your tattooing? I mean, uh, like uh, when I was living in Neo, sometimes I woke up super early to do like um, sunrise jumps. And I did like maybe two or three jumps before work. And then you like, you're tired, so you do a little siesta before working, and then <laughs> you tattoo quickly, and then you go jumping again. Or sometimes I just like, I'm super late for the, for the appointments, or 
I just didn't work at all or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it sort of blocks you in 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 work because still tattooing is basically what I do. Like this base jumping is thing, still something I do on the side. And how are you able to balance them out? How are you able to? I mean, stay? I didn't. I didn't before. I guess something clicked in my head when I uh, uh, when I broke up with my ex girlfriend. And then uh, I understood sort of that, uh, shit, I need to get my life back together. <laughs> and uh, now I have a better balance in jumping and all of this. Because before I used to get like even a bit like annoyed if I didn't jump, you know, but it's not that important. Yeah. No, that's like a, that's a great redemption story for yourself, you know, mentally as well. Because like, yeah, it's like, it's like when someone, you know, deals with uh, an, a, a drug addiction. It's a similar concept mentally, I would say. Yeah. Because like you can, if someone has an addictive personality or like they get attached to something, uh, it gets really hard to just get rid of it, all these things. Yeah, and, for sure. And then the fact that you're able to get over it, I mean, that's that's definitely a, an accomplishment in, in my eyes, I would say. So like, yeah, great like, job, man. Great job, really. Like you can also see where that addictive part is. Like I have almost... 450 jumps in two years. Wow. <laughs> 450 jumps, man. Jumps. Like, yeah. it's, it's what, yeah. a year and a half, almost a year yeah, and a half exactly. of just, so, like, full jumping, like, every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, all the time. Like, well, when I was living in Neo, I went jumping right. all the time. Uh-huh. Now I jump uh, mm -hmm. occasionally, but from different kind of objects, which is, which is really fun. Um, when you jump different objects from bridges you can relax a bit more you can try more things but when you jump a building or some other funny object uh, you need to be a little bit more cautious i see and that's how you keep it fresh pretty much like you know you've done 450 but you still love doing it because you're trying all these different places and all these different um yeah for sure and stuff. oh wow the i mean you know it sounds ridiculous to do 450 in the past three years but if you think about it we've been in lockdown for you know a year and a half so it just makes sense that oh what am i gonna do other than yeah. just jump all the time right like uh, how the pandemic Basically. how the pandemic affect um you i mean in the beginning uh i was really relieved because before base jumping all this i was working at loss like all the time so during the first confinement, I, I used to have like a, a little a little house outside of Mio, uh, like five kilometers from Mio, next to the big bridge. <laughs> and I, was, I, was, I wasn't even base jumping then yet, you know. And uh, I was on the countryside, basically, it's basically the countryside. So mm -hmm. there was no cops and all of this. So uh, oh, I was super it's happy like the, with the It's the perfect setup for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> So, uh, no, the first confinement was super nice, actually. And then afterwards, it started becoming really annoying because they had to shut down the tattoo shop all the time. So I, I basically, uh, I took off to Sweden where there was no confinements. You could still work and all of this. So uh, I went for like six months in Sweden. I ditched France and I went jumping and working in Sweden until the confinement stopped mm -hmm. in South Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, so, yeah. And then so, um, no, uh, Corona was totally fine for me actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, like, I was like annoying my friends and stuff. Like I've made a 
posted some stories. I'm sitting in a bar or in a restaurant and <laughs> <laughs> pissing some friends off at home. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, well, <laughs> yeah, Corona is really, you know, it was a wild time. I want to ask you, Didi, you've done 450 jumps. Uh, do you remember one as, like, the, the best jump you, uh, you've done? I mean, I have a bunch of them. I have a bunch of them, but it's uh, maybe my first building. I, my first building I did was in Stockholm in winter with uh, Doug Peace. And uh, another English guy, uh, Sean Nolan. And um, Sean Nolan wasn't current, so it took like an automatic opening. But uh, I've been, it was my, I just passed 100 jumps, I think. And it wasn't even my first year of base. <laughs> and uh, basically me and Doug, we scouted this building in Stockholm, uh, 110 meters. What is that in feet? I don't know. I don't know feet. A lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 110 meters. And um, we scouted this building and uh, it's in, in winter, so it's cold in Stockholm and all of this. And I remember that um, once we got up, we went behind like an Uber guy or something to get inside the building. And then they were still rebuilding it a little bit up on the roof so we could get an access out. And uh, basically, I had to climb this ladder and walk like a, uh, it was like a, imagine like a P, like a P-shaped uh, wall that is like four meters. Of, um, if you look down to the left, you have four meters into somebody's terrace. And if you look <laughs> to the right, you have like 110 meters in the night. And it's a little bit of snow on the exit as well. So I had to walk on this like, like in a P. To get to the exit, it was super uncomfortable. You have nothing to hold on to. And uh, wow, it was super scary. So <laughs> on my first building, it was really funny because I was I'm still a new jumper, you know. And uh, I sent a backflip <laughs> on the on that on my nice. first uh, building. <laughs> How cool. A lot of a lot of a lot of training from Neo got me into uh, that position where I actually felt that it would be more safe for me to do a backflip because when you jump flat as now I'm I'm uh, used to jump flat because before actually I was scared of jumping flat because you jump out you see the ground you immediately want to pitch because it's scary to see the ground especially for a long and I thought in my head which is actually quite silly but if I do a flip you know you jump you relax you wait for your body to turn around you have this window of the pitch you pitch and your parachute opens. And in my head, I calculated if I do a gainer, it's a backflip where you jump forward and then do a backflip. I would respect uh, the delay of at least having two second delay uh, stowed when, you're, when you pull your parachute yourself. This creates like a perfect on-heading opening. So, and it worked. I jumped off, did my backflip, twist. I that was the second thing. Like because I opened lower than the other guys, I couldn't get to the normal landing area, so I had to synchronize <laughs> my jump with the traffic downstairs. So when it was green on one side, I could jump. So the other street where I would land wouldn't be full of cars. So 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did my backflip, helicopter the pilot, uh, the parachute around, and landed on the street. And then I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> just like running around. A guy just comes out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, That's wild. Yeah, there were some people like seeing us. Like, what the fuck? Where did he come from? <laughs> um, I, I don't know how I'd react if I see someone just flying in from the, my roof, you know, and just like runs away with a parachute in his arm. <laughs> what kind of reaction would you can you have? <laughs> I mean, most people there they they don't really care. They're like, right. huh? Oh, okay. And then I mean, it's it's a bit rare, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm not really sure. Most people are quite accepted. Yeah. We're not that many base jumpers, so it's rare to see people falling off roofs and stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. with parachutes. I mean, yeah, like if you had the larger po- population gro- <laughs> jumping off buildings and bridges and stuff, I think it, more people will get annoyed from it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like most people think of when they think of base jumping, is the, 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 the squirrel suit, you know, the wingsuit. Oh, you base yeah. jump, so you do this suit. No, but... That's not it. No, no. <laughs> that's not it. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a really thrilling jump. And that sounds, I mean, that sounds like a good number one base jump to me. Um, so you described it as really scary and really <laughs> scary. <laughs> so like really, really scary. A lot of people I know when they're scared of something, um, they don't do it. <laughs> so how do you how do you get past that? Like actually, like how do you in your head be like, okay, this is terrifying? You must feel it. Like, you must feel the anxiety, right, in you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and the nerves. So how do you beat fear? I mean, uh, I, I don't meditate, so I can't really say that. But, I mean, you have to, <laughs> at some point, I mean, maybe this is meditation for me, but at some point, you just find the, the emptiness of your own mind. You focus, and you already have this idea blocked, you know, your moves in the air. If something goes wrong and all of this, it's all in your head. And at some point, just before jumping, it's just, it's completely calm in your head and you just go for it. Wow. It's difficult to explain. Like, uh, yeah, no, you I can't. have to do it. You can <laughs> just, right. <laughs> just, yeah, just it's more it. of an experience <laughs> thing than like something you right. can teach, right? You can put into words, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. It's, it's really, you have to... The, 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 I've seen people walking away from jumps, you know, and it's just, sometimes it's just too difficult. And so sometimes said, the, the weather is not good either. So Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that definitely affects your landing as well and, like, yeah. the, whole, the whole ride. So you said... Yeah, you also... everything. Yeah. Even yeah. before the jump, like, if it's too windy and you stand there, hmm, should I go? Should I stay or should I go? Or... I don't know. Like sometimes you just have to like let the ego aside and just walk down. And, yeah, of course. Uh, it's like lucky you have an elevator. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> you were telling us about like you know you scout buildings as well before you jump, and mm-hmm. and the, the first building that you jumped from was like 110 meters uh, yeah. high. What is usually the cutoff for? For jumping and like how do you and what are the, th- the things you look for when you're scouting a, a jump uh you want to find like a nice landing area obviously without any uh without any power lines and um mild security you also don't want like a 
I mean, it depends on yourself as well, you know, like you don't want to do some high risk buildings or some crazy police building or whatever. You know? <laughs> Maybe it's like it's, you're tempted, but you just don't touch some stuff, you know. Um, but what you look for, yeah, yeah, the mo as many safety points as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you, in the end, you want to jump again. So it's not worth it to like, ah, oh, but this building is really nice, but the landing area is like the size of a, it's the size of a, of a car, you know. You have more chance of like fucking up your legs or your back. So when you calculate it in the end, you know, it's just not worth it. So uh, it depends on the spot, so, definitely. Uh, for you, have you ever like walked out from doing a jump, like being like, you're gonna do it, you're over there about to do it, and you like, you're like, oh, this is not a smart idea. Or is it more for yeah, you? Yeah, like, oh, you have done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, a little bit less, because like when you, in the beginning, you're like, you, you're quite retarded, you know? <laughs> you're like, you just, just want to jump. And you just want to send it, but it's really stupid. But now I'm uh, much more cautious and I don't actually have a problem walking away from my jump now. But um, yeah, it happened, uh, happened a few times, mostly because of wind. Mm -hmm. like when there's too much wind, you either uh, going to have weird stuff happening with the parachute at opening. You can have off headings or turbulences uh, under canopy. And I mean, but if you get like a big gust at the landing, you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. So right. it's just I mean the objects are not gonna move. Mm -hmm. So I mean you can always come back. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I guess, right? I mean, you, it seems like you've gotten wiser with it over time, right? Like you started off, it was just like you getting into it, you're really into it, and now you're doing it in a more like um for sure calmer way or a more calculated way, right? Like how do you describe yeah. it? The feeling you got from the beginning versus now i mean in the beginning i uh, just wanted to be like a base machine just to have as many jumps as possible <laughs> and uh do as many crazy shit as possible but now i mean i still do some quite stupid stuff but uh, <laughs> i guess uh now i do more calculated and Basically, I don't jump every day now since I live on the coast. Mm -hmm. But when I do jump, like I, get, I, I still don't get. It depends on which object it is. If I jumped it a bunch of times, I obviously don't get a buzz from it. But it's still super enjoyable because I brought someone, a friend, uh, to to do one of my own spots and all of this. But uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you basically in your in your first two years that you were doing doing the consistent base jumping, you just like you got it all out, and it was. I don't want. I don't like using this term like it. It was a phase, but it's more of like it was a phase in your life where you needed it. That's 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 how I it think so too. And yeah. and usually, obviously, like from what I noticed for myself as well, I I get these phases in my life where. I try something new and I really like it and then like after maybe a few months maximum or like a year or something I'm like yeah I'm not that interested in this so I want to try something new mm -hmm. so maybe the, I feel like for for base jumping it also probably has like a short um what's the word career span maybe 
So you, you seem like maybe you're closer to retirement. <laughs> than... oh, no, 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 no. If I find um, a window of, of, uh, of a jump, you know, like, yeah. especially, uh, especially here in Sweden, for example, it's not these perfect days without winds mm -hmm. uh, all the time. If I have that, I'm definitely going jumping, you know. I can push, uh, <laughs> if, it's, if it's a tattoo that is not so interesting, I could, it's a bit mean, but I can push it a little bit just to have the jump, you know. But uh, it depends definitely on the object and the people I jump with. But uh, mm -hmm. no, no, I, I, I'm still on fire. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I'm like, retirement, I'm like, come on. He's getting, now he's getting good, right? It's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's getting interesting, you know. Yeah. Now it's like really, really, really nice object hunting. Like I'd love to jump a, like a Ferris wheel and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So uh, would you say that, that the, the jumps that you're making now, the ones that you're being selective about are more exciting than the ones that you had in the beginning? I think so. I mean, still in the beginning, uh, I, when I uh, started jumping here in Sweden, I didn't have my mentors jumping with me, you know, so I was with another friend. Uh, and uh, me and Dougie, we, we went to open some, it's called opening when you jump a new object and stuff. So we uh, jumped a bunch of uh, wind turbines and we jumped like the, the highest church of Sweden. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like these little doors open up, but once you, when you don't have your mentors and all of this, you have to calculate everything yourself. Mm -hmm. How do I access? We measure stuff with a, with a range finder. So we can calculate um, the height, the length to the to the landing area, and like that we can calculate which, if the jump is doable, or I mean, like um, if you can do a trick off of it as well. From uh, low height, you can't really do any tricks. You you have an automatic opening, a static line, or a PCA, and then uh, higher jumps you can you can throw in some aerials and whatnot if you if you're feeling hot. <laughs> um, doing some combos yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we are kind of almost running out of time so i just want to get to All ask right. you um what what advice do you have if someone wants to start uh base jumping uh advice yeah you should do some paragliding or at least some skydiving before i mm know -hmm. i know i didn't uh, <laughs> i mean like in the beginning i i just jump automatic, like uh, uh, static line or somebody pulled out my parachute and I was like working hard on uh, learning the canopy skills because basically you're more under canopy than you are falling. And you need to get the reactions. You really need to get your reactions working. So when the, the shitstorm happens and you have the 180 or other crazy stuff, you're gonna pull yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. And also, you want to start yeah you should contact uh momo or lewis jones <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll look for him. yeah <laughs> um Said, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up here no i think um, i'm uh i think oh, I'm, i thought uh, you were talking to me sorry <laughs> our friend Said. <laughs> <laughs> no i think i've learned quite a bit about base jumping and yeah to be too. honest man i'd like I've done paragliding a few a couple of times, but obviously with with someone strapped to my back, uh, almost died once because of it. Because the, par the parachute, uh, like one of the ropes, uh, ripped off and uh, just rolled really? down to itself. Yeah, oh, and we were we were pretty close to the side of the mountain, 
so he had to throw up an emergency shoot and we're like like i'm i'm kind of a heavy guy and he's like the same <laughs> same weight as me so Whoa. we were close we were close to the threshold of like max weight so <laughs> and like the last second oh, he opens the, yeah like the the drop was maybe like less than 50 meters i don't know just open the, the emergency chute and just like smash into the side of the mountain <laughs> wow, you didn't hurt yourself too bad uh luckily not um no it's just like obviously the impact was a bit was heavy i like my my ass went up my mouth basically i felt like my spine being compressed or something like that ah, but, yeah like, but uh but obviously i'm alive so that's good the walk, <laughs> and, the walk uh, back was uh, was terrible though. <laughs> and do you want to redo it fuck yeah man they asked me it's like you want to do it now i was like let me catch my breath because like, I, I could just climb the side of the mountain bro at one point i was dying climbing up the side of the mountain because like it became a, like a steep climb and i'm like i'm i, I have uh, i haven't drank any water i'm hungry and nothing you know and i couldn't climb anymore at one point so literally two guys had to like carry me onto their shoulders and drag me as they're climbing bare hands up the side of the mountain on the grass like like goats i don't know like <laughs> it's fucking crazy but yeah when, and then once we got to the top they just i just landed on the ground so it's like oh fuck this <laughs> but then you really you know when you get this big buzz you really appreciate life and you want to do it yes again. <laughs> yes exactly no, no, i'll definitely do it again <laughs> like everyone kept asking me is like in the end like do you want to do it again i'm like yeah <laughs> oh wow yeah that's what he's saying he comes to appreciate life more you know like after what he went through um, <laughs> yeah i want to I mean, that's, that's super sketchy dude. you should have aimed for a bush <laughs> <laughs> we did but there's like bushes on the side of the mountain so it's like you know he's like i'm gonna aim for the trees he missed the trees hit the bush and you know? i'm like yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, like oh, uh, like before. Sometimes when jump in nature and stuff, you know, like you spot at the landing. Okay, you look around. You choose the kind trees and the kind bushes. Yeah, the ones without thorns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. In case of emergency, you aim for that because that is softer than the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> wow, we've uh, we've come to learn a lot. Actually, this is all like it feels very new to me. You know, like. I'm very familiar with surfing. I'm very familiar with skating, but this kind of you know sport, base jumping, sounds like uh, <laughs> something amazing. It sounds really cool, you know. And um, I'm just uh, curious because, like, I'm a filmmaker and I know a lot about like, like, like skateboarding was a sport, but then when people start filming it, and then the video games came out and stuff like that, that's when it went to a whole different level. And the same thing with surfing, right? Surfing was just a sport; it was a casual sport people did, and then. People start filming the crazy tricks and then their games coming in and then went to a whole different level. So um, I don't know. What do you think about the, the future of like uh, base jumping and the future of yourself? Like, I mean, uh, there's more and more common? people base jumping. But um, I mean, it's such a special hobby, you know. Uh, there is more jumpers popping up nowadays because back in the days, like, apparently there were no base schools and all of this you had to get into this environment and you had to be a little bit invited and people checked you out and you know like before the internet you had to it was difficult but now with the base schools and stuff uh, you can get into it easier but i don't think it's gonna be that uh, successful as skateboarding or 
mm-hmm. surfing. It's not that accessible still, and it costs a lot of money actually. Mm-hmm. Even though you think that like, okay, I don't want to skydive, and I'm gonna just base jump because once I have my gear, it's for free. But it's not, you know, you're gonna spend I don't know how many euros to get to that area to do your jump and all of this calculated to it. So it can be an expensive hobby. I see. I see. Well, that's and uh, if you have a skateboard, you just can go on the street. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Fair. No, that's true. Well, I mean, I hope I get to see more. It filmed better. You know what I mean? Like maybe next time we do a cool jump, try to find some cool camera people that are able to capture. You say you have drones coming in now. That sounds that sounds so cool. Like if you can get a drone, yeah. getting you doing that jump. Oh my god! <laughs> and like with people on Definitely. the ground with cameras. It could look, it could look like so scenic and uh, beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just it can some objects we can't really show that we jump because oh, <laughs> we can never jump them again. <laughs> Fair. I didn't think about yeah. that. Well, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Until then, hey, Didi, what, how cool is it to uh, get to talk to you and learn about all this stuff? And um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. It was great having you on the DDMs. Like, thank you for the the new knowledge about uh, this hobby that I didn't think I might be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you so much, Didi, for your time. This is how we sign out. Uh, Escort the show, the most international podcast. Didi, safe travels and a happy birthday. Uh, all right. Thank Sayonara. you. Adios. Until next time. <laughs>